safe space. We ain't never give a reason you should hide. Compile all your questions. We're taking the quest. Join Tarsha on this journey to discover the rest. Go. Welcome to the Adoption Journey Podcast. I am your host, Tarsha Smith. And thank you so much for joining us yet again for another week. I am too excited for this conversation. I want to introduce another fellow adoptee, Ambition. Hey, Ambition. Hello, hello, hello. Thank you so much for coming on the show and sharing your story. You know, that's what we do here. I want the stories. I want the tea. I want it all. Okay. Say less. (laughs) I'm not going to hold back. I got to keep it real. Yes. So my very first question I love to start with is how old were you when you found out you were adopted? Oh, so I was around, how old am I? 14. Okay, so nine. But I met the family at eight. But I believe the full adoption took place all the way at 14. Don't hold me to that. Oh, you know, okay, all so, of our stories be all over the place. Right. Because you were all, you come out yeah, the gate was, all over the if place. I, if I believe it was eight, then full adoption of 14, if, if I'm not mistaken. But it might have been, I know it's between that 10 to 14 range because I, I really came from Philadelphia. Okay. But I was in a foster home in Jersey. That was my question. Were right. you in foster and care? So at, if I'm not mistaken, I always be wishing I had my mom in these conversations. It took a little bit longer because it was like an interstate adoption. Okay. So when you're when you're from one city, well, from one state, and you're getting transferred to another, it takes a lot longer. If I'm not right, mistaken, yes, yeah. you are absolutely yeah. correct. So you have memories of the foster home. Absolutely. Talk about that. So, one of the things I talk about is. There were so many foster homes, I don't even remember how many it was. So from literally from two into about 10, I'm in a bunch of different foster homes. So I'm all over the place. Now, of course, my memory really doesn't go past, I would say five. Five to six is where I remember the last foster home that I remember. It was a a foster home in Nicetown. So people always ask, like, where are you from? Like, yo. Last foster home I remember. <laughs> foster home, North Philly, section called Nice Town. Okay. The street I went was lived on was Grant Street. The last um, elementary school I went to was something called Frederick Douglass. I remember like it was yesterday, right? Yes. So, but in between that time, going back and forth, when I met my foster mom that originally, um, eventually adopted me, okay. I still remember going back and forth. Um, you know, even before the nice town home, um, and some of them were like for a few days, some of them are for a few weeks because I believe at that time they were still trying to find me placement, but nobody wanted me. And so sometimes uh-huh. when you're in that transition, as well as you know, you could be in a house for a couple days, two weeks, a month, doesn't it, it until they find a place for you, then that's that was the you know the role I was in at that time. So you're bouncing around within the same city, I take it, but you're just Correct. bouncing around from home to home. Correct. And were you bouncing around from school to school as well? Now, as I remember, um, Frederick Douglass was the only school that I was in. Okay. Okay. Now, my so mother, at least that was stable. Right. 
my mother at the time is from West Oakland. Well, I'm sorry, Germantown. Okay, hold on. So, when you say mother, are you meaning foster, foster mom? My foster mom that's about okay. to adopt me. Okay. She's living in Philly, but while she's getting me, she's transitioning to Jersey. Ah. Okay. So that's how I ended up in her when I when I got into her house. But eventually I'm in Jersey because she ended up leaving Philadelphia for Jersey. So that's kind of how I transitioned from a Philly home to Jersey, to Jersey Ray, home. But by okay. Philly people. Okay. It's got a you. lot. <laughs> it's 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 a lot. And you uh, know, I was actually up in your neck of the woods last year. So I understand the uh where Philly is, where Jersey is. So right. I get it. I get it. Mm-hmm. Were you by your do you have siblings? Yes. Or were you moving by, by yourself? Oh, at this time by myself. By yourself. Right? Yeah. At I'm still time, in the foster care. Still in the foster system. Yep, so by yourself. System. Moving by yourself. Right. Just to give you a little uh, glimpse of that until we get into those more questions. Yeah. I at this time have no idea that I have other siblings. Okay. I have a I have an idea that I I know I have a sister. Okay. But it's like, at that time, I'm like, oh, I'm out here by myself. Just by yourself, moving right. from foster. The system at that time, there's no siblings rights or nothing, right? Okay, at this you, time, they just they placing. Cut, they cut you off. Like, you have no idea your existence to your mother or siblings or cousins. There is nothing at that time. So, as I know you're a kid at this point. Correct. But do you remember how you were feeling? Even as a kid, or did you think this was normal? Absolutely not. I remember I put it in one of my poems. I talk about how when you first walk into a house, the area of um, sleeping with strangers. Mm. I went and I I did this exercise. I was talking to an adult about this. I said, imagine you as an adult, randomly just getting your bags knocking on some random person's door and saying, hey, can I spend the night? And how would you feel as an adult? Oh. So imagine <laughs> as an eight-year-old as a kid, kid, right? Mate. And you gotta, you get there and the, it may be sunny outside, but look, it's your first night. You don't know these people from nowhere. And it's just you and you already know as a foster kid, you got that trash bag with you. You got this little bag, they dropped you off, and now the people are acting nice. They may be nice, you don't know. Mm-hmm. And you are in this airily um quiet house where you don't know anybody and you have to go to sleep. It's the most scariest thing. Even if the people are nice, they could be great people. Yeah, but um, you don't know these people. But you don't so know these are strangers, right? Right. And I'm aware of that I'm in foster care. Like I'm not at this time, like I'm one of the kids that know what's happening. I'm not oblivious. Like my social worker is walking me through. Okay. I know that um the visitations with my mom is not going well. I do remember that. I remember sitting at visit visitations, but she's not coming to them. So mm-hmm. after after the transition comes of the termination of parental rights, then like you said, like at that point, my memory is just shot of what she looks like. So yeah, but um, the memories of going into the house and adjusting to someone that you don't know, um, a room that you've never been in, sleeping right. in the bed you never slept. That's in got before. to be so scary as a child. Scary. But that's 
genius how you put it. I've never even considered it like that. Imagine as an adult, just walking to some random house, knocking on the door and being like, can I spend the night? Yeah. That is. And then like. Quite a way to. Yeah, that's it right, right there. Yeah. And you're hearing noises. Like you don't know what's going on. And then right. as a kid, right. that's how it felt. You don't Oof. know what these people are going to do. You don't know if the food is not going to kill you. You have no idea. And so you have to, you know, live through that. And that's not just the first day. It takes you months. It take right. you. It could take you a year or two to get used to somebody. And then probably by the time you are quote unquote okay, it's time to move it's again. Time to roll out. <sighs> and you still have to. And then mind you, right? You still have to try to go through. And this is where we we talked about the foster care system, where it needed to get better. I remember at my time where. Mm-hmm. Now the social worker has to come to the house. Then you still have to go to therapy and they want to talk about, are you okay? What is no, it like? No, I'm not okay. <laughs> no, I'm not okay. I'm eight years old. I'm nine years old. I'm living in the middle of where am I? I don't even know where I'm at at this time. Like when I'm that age, I'm telling you now that I lived in Town, North Philadelphia, Grant Street. But at that time, you where am know. I at? I have no idea. And you're expected to go to school. And perform well. And perform well. Yeah, do that too. Yeah. But you're living a grown man's life. I'm speechless right now. It's hard. I'm speechless because I love the way that you put it. I've never heard anybody describe it like that. That's going to stick with me. Yeah. That's going to stick with me. The adult, exactly. Yeah. (laughs) Because I was thinking, like, when people ask me, how do I make them. Like you said, I always, even in poetry, but like you said, just try to make them feel to be I there. Feel like, it. go ahead and, and do that exercise and say, uh, Yeah. And I give you a little bag with two shirts, a little trash bag, two drawers. Like, look, your stuff is not clean. <laughs> right. You didn't got, you don't, like, come on. Uh, and they want mission you to be a productive person. In society, a productive as a kid, person not happening. Right, right. It needs to go there. Don't act up in school. Why are you acting up in school? Well, in my because life, there's a lot going on at the house. Right. That part. Have you been to court? Have you sat at visitations? Have you, you know, this person's not your mom, and then you still got to deal with the peer-to-peer interaction. Right, because kids are mean. Kids are, yeah, and then back then, it, like, it, there wasn't no bullying. Right, everybody's snapping. Right. It is what there it is. no bullying programs <laughs> like that back then. Right, right, right. right. <laughs> okay, so thank, thank you for that, because you just, yeah. <laughs> so how do you transition from moving, and then we get to, I guess you'll call her permanent foster Correct. mom? Okay. So how do you, so we get there. Are you, is this somebody that you've been in and out of, or is this, or does she start out as like a stranger? So at first, yeah. So from what up from again, right. I'm just operating off the memory at the time. Um, when I get there now, I'm, I'm eight years old. They're going through the process to eventually adopt me. Right. And now we're in that process where I'm about to be adopted, okay? So I'm already, I know the family. The family loves me. I love them. Okay. At the time, they have to move to the process because you already know, if not, you go back into the system. Right. So 
they basically, I'm not going to say they bully foster parents, but everybody knows what I mean when they say, you got this amount of time with the kid, and if you're not going to adopt, they need to go back into the system. Oh, no, everybody doesn't know that. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, so I'm letting them know. Let them know, know. what it is. <laughs> yeah, you know what it is. Oh, hey, yeah. Oh, you love them? Yeah, that's good. So are you uh, planning on adopt? Because if not, then unfortunately we may have to replace or, you know, give another placement home for this kid. So that's it. That's an issue. So, yes. So why um and that. Hey, hold on. I'm going to ask, uh, and I don't know if you know the answer or if you have an opinion. Why <laughs> is that? What is that about? Why can't the child just go someplace and just be stable? So there's there's a couple reasons why. Okay, you got to come I, back. I was okay, saying, yeah, okay. <laughs> you know, I'm not going to sugarcoat this. No, one, no, don't. The government, you know, with all respect, and I understand, they are not going to, they don't want to keep taking care of you. Okay. So, so, so the government is saying, with all respect, we want you as a child off the books technically because our job as a government we don't i'm not going to say they don't care about you but we helped you enough where we are paying for therapy a housing all that still costs money we're trying to find somebody to give you a nice loving family and if your family cannot comply to the rules and regulations that we gave them which is a lot especially when it comes to impoverished black people, but that's neither here nor there. No, that, it's, all meet, there. It's, it's all there. It's all there. <laughs> if you can't meet these rules, black lady, your kid shall be in the system. Oh, but foster parents, if you fall in love with the kid, we appreciate that. But you do have a time frame of when we want this person off the books. And if you can't, then we have to try to find somebody else because we are continuously trying to find you a placement, a real home which really is another term for legality. Being adopted is more of a legal definition than what people think is just foster care because they're saying, legally, you are now my responsibility, mm -hmm. right? So that is what I, one of the reasons why. The other thing is um, there are some people who are on the other side, which I can see somewhat, they don't want you just in the system just forever. Like, and that's what you call the aging out kids. Right. And I feel so that my heart breaks for aging out kids because mm -hmm. I don't, I'm not going to lie to you. If I aged out the system, you're looking at a different man. I'm not, I'm not free. I, I believe if I aged out the system, I am an incarcerated man or dead. Like it's not, I'm not even going to lie to you. I will not lie to the public because you're saying my life is totally different. There's no adoptive family. I bounce from house to house to house all the way until I'm 18. Right. Then I graduate and then I'm 18 and the system basically says, good luck. And there's no family. Oh yeah. I'm, I'm easily in the streets easily. So that's a, the other reason why I think they don't want you in the system until you age out because everybody knows that this, well, the statistics, if you age out the system, the percentage of where you go is high, incarcerated. I think it's like two to one sex trafficking, homelessness. Right, your, right. your entire life, percentage-wise, of becoming those three things, sex traffic, homeless, and incarcerated, it's almost like double or something like that. It's ridiculous. So you really don't want to be in the system 
aging out, it puts you at, into a really, really vulnerable situation. So, yeah. Okay. Oof. No, you, you're, talking, you're talking about my heartstrings here. Sorry. No, but the people need to hear it. It's a mm -hmm. conversation that needs to be had, and it's a real conversation. And um, there's a lot of expectation on foster kids to go through the system, but I still need you to be productive. Right. Make make it make sense. How? Make it make sense. Okay, so you get to your soon-to-be adoptive mother. Okay. Now, is there a mother and the father in the home, or is it just mom? Oh, mom and the dad in the home. The dad okay. is a very hardworking man. Nice. Okay. But he's not really there. I won't, you know, we got to keep it a buck. Right. Um, he's a, but he's a hardworking man, and I can see him physically in the house. So <laughs> that's that's brand new people, to you, right? Yeah, I never seen that. I, like I'm not even through the foster homes. Yes, I. Yeah. Oh yeah, even the foster homes. Yep. The lady I was with before was single as well. Um. Huh. So I was very. I will say I was very happy to see him in the house. My mom is a hard worker woman. She's scepter. My dad is truck driving and he's post office. Oh, hard worker. Hard working. He's going hard. <laughs> He's going hard. They're going how hard. Does, so. so at this point, how old are you when we get now, let's say, let's here. say I'm 12. Okay, pre so middle school age, pre-teen age. school age. To start feeling yourself. Yeah, I'm starting <laughs> to feel myself. Hey, I don't even want, at this point, this is good. We're moving through the story. I ain't even trying to let people know I'm from Philly. Oh, no, I'm a Jersey You're boy. Jersey I'm boy now. Yeah, I'm, sub ah, I'm from the suburbs. Yeah, we getting money. Listen, don't even. I love that. You don't even gotta talk about that. My clothes is better. I'm looking better. I'm smelling better. Like I'm good. Like, and as a I'm... middle school kid, you even recognize that mm -hmm. things that other kids take for granted. Correct. But remember, yeah. so I can walk you through this. Remember, as a foster kid, and when you're from the city and you move into the suburbs, the suburb people. At that time, and I can mm -hmm. do this now. It's so funny that like I'm talking in the reverse now. But they can tell you from the city. So even though I think uh -huh. I'm looking better, I feel better, I'm clean. They can tell my jeans is still not the freshest, right? My sneakers, my accent, uh, the way I talk and walk. Yeah, so yeah, I'm yeah. still being bullied because they know I'm not from there. So I always tell, even at the, um, I'm glad you had, uh, yes, we adopt CEO on. Um, <laughs> But I was, when I had, when I was at the conference, we talked yeah. about something called location identity. Okay. And me being from Philly, but being raised in Jersey, they were bullying me for that, from being from Philly at the time. Okay. Um, and I was being bullied because they also know that my mom don't look like me, right? She's a lot older. Okay. So a lot of people don't know that foster parents, when they get younger children, when they go to school and you get dropped off, those kids are looking like, hey, like, you don't look like your mom. Now, my mom looks, my mom is Indian. She's black, but she look Indian. At Like, I don't look nothing like my mom. Okay. And they know it's an age difference. Kids are very smart. So they're picking up like, hey, you don't look like your mom. And you got a brother. Because there's, I have a brother and I have two brothers at the time, right? That's in the house. You got a brother, but he don't look like you either. Now, now are these brothers, their biological children? Correct. Okay. Okay. You got brothers, but they don't look like you. And your mom, she don't look like you. 
and all the questions are starting to come up about why you don't why? look like why you don't look like them. Right. Why you dress like that? Oh my god. You come from again? You say you come from Philly and like my story is not adding up. Like they know it, I know it, and I know at this time I'm living a lie because I'm basically telling kids that it, that's my mom. I'm not about to explain at this right point of my to life. every single I hear you. How hard is it to do that, right? Until eventually I had to. Right. Now, let me ask you this. Do you think in hindsight, because I know right now you're dealing, you know, you're middle school, you're not right, thinking right. you're a kid. But would it have just been easier to just be like, look, this is what it is. Get At ahead time, of it. Yeah. In the beginning, in the beginning, it's hard because I don't want the questions. I'm like, and I'm like, this is good that you ask these questions. Cause I'm going home at this time telling my mom, they killing me out there. <laughs> they say Miles, I, they I killing look, me. <laughs> yeah, they're killing me because my hygiene ain't like I'm clean, but like the hygiene, the way yeah. I'm looking, it's just I got the Philly and back then, like I always tell people this, like people like when you was poor back then, you looked like it. It's different now. You could kind of like live in poverty, but like kind of still look fly. Like back then, like I'm talking 95, 96, 90. When you look like when you was in it, you was in you it. You was in it. You couldn't hide it. <laughs> like, so imagine me going home. I'm like, yo, they killing me, mom. They talking about me. They saying I'm not from here. I'm from Philly. And I'm, I'm trying to, like, fit in. They know that I'm not in this area. Mom, like, I can't. I don't know what to do. They're, they're talking about me so bad. They saying I so don't what, look like. So how did your parents tell you to. My mom is like, yo, you won't have to tell the truth. Okay. okay. And I'm like, I, how would do that? So um, what's funny is just quickly, there was a girl that went to the church that I went to with okay. my former foster parent. And so she somebody already knew the truth. She lived in the same development. She tells everybody in the neighborhood, that's a fault. He's a foster kid. I really believe at this time, looking back, her parent told her what I was. Because at that age, how would you know Why what would I you know? know that? Right. 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 The whole neighborhood know, because at that time, you know, we in suburbs, you all outside. They say right. you a yeah. foster kid. I'm like, how? And the, I see the girl. <laughs> That went to the church, Seventh Day Adventist from Philly. I'm like, how, Lord? So then I run in the house. I'm telling my mom, Mom, there's somebody from Philly that recognized me. <laughs> it's a mess. So eventually, yes, that's hilarious. Shirt, I had to come out and embrace it. Right. That's 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 eighth grade going to ninth grade. Now I have no choice. Like, and I'm getting older. I'm tired of the bullying. I'm feeling myself, and I'm embracing right. like. I'm a foster kid, and so what? So and I want to, I want to go back to so just a smidge. I want to ask, being in a home, a two parent home. Yes. Yeah, he was a hard worker, and he wasn't there. But how does that make you feel on the inside? How does that, how does that change? Like, oh, I got mom and dad. It was amazing. Like I never, I never had nothing like it, and the love that they displayed was amazing. My mom was a loving person. My dad didn't really talk much, but he was there. He was nice to me. 
you know, at, when you when you fresh out of foster care, you kind of just want people to be like, hey, like you want them to be just nice. Yeah. And I try to explain this to adults too. Like, you don't understand. You want people to acknowledge your existence. Wow. In a friendly way. Hello. Hi. Good morning. Like when my mom was doing that to me, I'm looking at her like, who is this lady? And Just I would always say small that. stuff that small we stuff. typically take for granted. When you when I came to Jersey, I'm telling you, she was like, you can have seconds. You can you can eat. <laughs> Yo, at the time seconds. What's that? You, seconds. <laughs> she like, you can keep you going. Can... Keep right. going. You mean to tell me? I have free access because people don't understand. Like in foster homes, you can't just go to the refrigerator and just eat out of the refrigerator. With all respect, there are some parents right now with their biological kids, they just don't let their kids go to the refrigerator. Mm-hmm. So when I was access to the food, to drink, just to be able to just be able to do that was so amazing. So I try to always tell people it's the small things that count, you know, um, having your own bed and with with a lot of pillows. With, with um, a lot of pillows. <laughs> you, you, like stuff like that. Little like stuff. Don't forget You know what it. you're reminding me of? Mm-hmm. And I hate to compare it to this, but it almost sounds like, you know how when an adult is incarcerated and they come out, mm-hmm. but that mentality and they come into it and they're like, oh, I don't have to have my snacks anymore. I don't yep. have to do this anymore. It's the same thing. Yeah. It's a you switch. Mean, I ain't got to really go to bed at a certain time or it's like Right. Up. Yeah. It's the same it's thing. It's the same thing. You're so happy to be um, in a the, in the state of love and, and just happiness. You're just so happy. That's why I live my life kind of still that way with gratefulness because, like, where I come from, people kind of forget. I don't forget that. Like, yo, I'm, I'm. I'm literally, and I was, I was telling my girlfriend this too, and my nephew, Matt. I said, I understand why people are unhappy with their lives, but I'm living, literally, I feel like I'm living in the bonus years because at the, mm. when you're at that, um, living in those situations, you don't really think you're going to make it to, I'm 38 now. You don't even think about that far. You thinking like, if I could just make it to this age, I'm cool. Or if I could just get out of this bad situation, I'm good. So when I when I was living like that, I was just so grateful and happy for all the blessings that I was given, you know, and just so happy still to this day <sighs> that my life turned out. And yeah. I remember um, saying this is good to the end of there when I was so angry because my mom was in my life, my real biological mom. Hold on. We're going to get there. Hold on. Hold okay. on. Hold on. Hold on. <laughs> Yeah, because you got to stop. Get on the road. So you're in the home, two-parent home, two brothers, getting bullied. But for the most part, we're good. We're good. They're killing me out there, though. They're killing you in the streets, but we good. (laughs) Because I'm still coming home to a a single home. Right. At this time, it's all road homes. I I ain't never seen no single home. Unlimited unlimited food. I can go to the fridge. Like, little stuff. I just... I, when you're not in with my situation, I, I was in the foster care for five weeks. Okay. So I've been, you know, I was adopted. So I don't have, of course, no recollection of nothing like that. So to okay, hear so you speak about young. it, 
Okay. Newborn. Newborn. Okay. And to hear you, and I, I love the way you speak about it because you're making people feel what it is, I, how it was. Eye level. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I've never heard anybody talk about foster care like this. Oh, thank you. Ever. So thank you for that. Absolutely. Um, so at what point does your birth mom, do you start having contact with her again? So I don't meet my mom again to 26. Oh, long time. When, so is when, that something that, oh, I'm, I'm sorry. It's okay. Is, is that something that you wanted or tell no, me how that happened? Up, so look, at this time, the one thing I will say the system got to do a better job is when you're a foster kid and you got foster parents, it's it's not even on my mind. I mean, like, I know that. And I'm, let me take you back. This is where a struggle is with foster kids like me. Okay. I love my brothers. I love my, my forever family, right? But they don't look like me. There's right. somebody out there that looks like me. I know it, right? right. Right. I know that there's a mom out there. I know I know this to be the case because before I get to meet my mom, I got a chance to read my adoption papers. So mm. I saw what it said. Mm. Yeah, I got a chance to to read it. I see what it said. I seen the thing, the details. I know I have siblings, right? So I know I have one sister and we found each other on Facebook. Social media. Social media. <laughs> I asked her when I found her, hey, do we have other? She was like, oh, yeah, you got five. Da, da, da. So, so wait, does she know about you? She knows about me. Okay. So we kind of knew each other. When I got older in my teen years, we talked, and then we separated. So On then, social media or in the streets? Just in the streets. At that time, okay. it was just the streets. Okay. Then social media happens, and I'm 26. I find my sister on social media. Okay. Then I ask her about my other brothers and siblings. So now I find all of my siblings and then they do like this little um, reunion thingy. Mm -hmm. And I get to meet my mom, my sisters, and like maybe two cousins, an uncle. Okay. Um, and so, yeah, but I'm, I'm 26 at this time. I'm a so, grown man at this time. You're so, super grown. I'm grown. So at that point, it's like now as a foster kid, you know, got to be honest. This ain't no, this ain't the Cosby's. It's not what I thought it was. It's not going to, you know, you get there, you thinking it's going to be like, hey, you don't really know who they are. You meeting people at 26. I'm a grown man. Um, there's so many bad emotions. There's so many mm. uneasy emotions. When I first saw my mom, I didn't know what to feel. I, I wrote about that as well. I'm being honest with you. It's anger, mad, sad, scared, anxiety. Mm. So, but yeah, I was at 26 when I now, met my mom. Mm -hmm. Did your other siblings, did she raise them or were they in the system as well? Everybody was in the system. Wow. Six people, nobody made it. No one made it clean. I think they said the oldest one kind of made it by the time this, the the downfall of my mother came everyone was in the system except for one I believe that went with a aunt um, but other mm -hmm. than that nobody escaped the system 
I'm the only one, though, from what I'm understanding, mm-hmm. that still even deal with their foster parents the way I do. Like, my my family, my foster family is my family. Like, right. I literally just got off the phone with my mom, like, maybe, like you said, maybe a few hours ago. Like, that's my forever family. It's, it's nothing because I can. They adopted you, correct? Yeah. Okay. So that is your forever family. So no one else got adopted? The other fam- the other kids did not get adopted from what I know now. I was, they- most, I was the one that was most fortunate right. with the family that um, adopted me. And I was the youngest. So when everybody was uh. going through the system, I'm basically, like we said, a baby at that time. Mm-hmm. So I'm in the system all throughout my childhood. So I have so, no recollection. Is it fair to say that your siblings aged out? Yes. Yeah. And they how had foster parents, if I'm not mistaken. I, I don't know all their stories, so I don't want to speak too much on their stories okay. as far as okay. when they got I, to I get 18. That. Right. But from what I'm understanding, they aged out. Like mm. they had foster parents, but they're not as close with the their families anymore. Like, not like I am with mine as far as like, seeing them still dealing with them like i'm your story (laughs) okay so i'm sorry i'm just trying to wrap my mind around it's a lot it's a lot lot going on okay so you meet them at 26 and you don't know how to feel about your mom because you've had some dealings with her right this was way back back, in the day right way back right I don't, right. I don't even remember that because I'm such a kid at the time. I don't recollect that. And remember, when I'm at those visits, real quick to go back. Remember, I'm still, they're still trying to set up visitations. She's not coming. She's not to coming. That. It's empty. So now they terminate. I don't see her all the way into 26. So I'm angry, like, yo. And I read the paper. I was left to die. I'm, I'm oh. like, I was left in. Uh, abandoned house. This records, pub. That's that's public. That's how they. That's I almost literally died. So for me, looking back, um, on it, I'm like, yo, I want answers. I'm I'm angry because that's what I wanted to ask you. Did you come at her like, okay, nice to meet you. I need some answers. What happened? Because you know I want the tea. So yes, tell me truth. I gotta give you the tea. (laughs) Look. With all respect to those that are closer to the situation, I'm so sorry, but I got to tell the truth. So I get there. I'm angry, right? So I, I, well, I oh, wait, hold on. Me. This is in person. This is not on. Now, this is in person. Let me sit back. Right. So they, they I'm setting ready. it up. <laughs> they setting it up, right? I'm like, all right. All right, B, when we get there, we going to get busy because I'm angry. I'm like, yo, I'm going to say this. I'm going to say that. Why was I left to die? Where was you at? Why you even get on drugs in the first place? Why this? Why that? Yo, you left me to this, this, that. Like, I have to. My main thing was, I got all these talking points. Like, my self-identity was messed up. <laughs> my relationships ain't going well because of you. Right? Mm-hmm. I'm doing a whole blame thing. I get there. She could barely put a sentence together. So, the person I was angry at the person that I have all this angst about. When I get there, I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. She can't even put a sentence together. She sees me, and with all respect, and this is 
you know, real. I got to be honest with you and the people at home. She doesn't really know who I am. She has no idea. They have to tell her that, like, yo, this is Brian. So imagine me looking at somebody who doesn't recognize me, who doesn't know me because we don't recognize each other. They don't know who I am. And they're like, yo, hugger. What am I supposed to do to somebody that I don't know? And I got so much to say. And the person that I want to say this to can't, can't give it. me a good argument. I wanted a good argument, people. And she couldn't give it to you. Couldn't give it to me. Still to this day, I can't. None of my, and I'm not the only one. A lot of my, all of the siblings cannot get an answer, explanation, or any record of why. And I had to ride in that car home that night crying to myself, boo-hooing, that all the anger, all the, the person that I wanted to give my anger to, can't give it to. And all I heard God was saying, like, now you understood. Now you understand. You're angry at someone who can't even give you an argument or help you or explain to you what happened. I am speechless. I'm speechless. I, done. I know because I'm done right now. So I can imagine <laughs> how you I felt in that moment. No, I am nothing I could do. There's nothing. nothing. And then they want me to sit there and I get to see her again. They want me to sit there. For what? And I, I'm just in awe because I can never get the, the Let answer. Let me tell you. Let me, and the only thing I can equate this to, mm-hmm. it's one thing to me because for me at this point i've met my birth mother and father okay and neither i will say this like you just have this thing envisioned this thing you make up in your head of what it's going to be like of what it's going to be like Mm -hmm. what they're going to be like and for both of them they were none of that so but i wasn't angry so i wasn't going there to be like like how you were right it was just i had this thing that I had fantasized so to not only have fantasized but then to have all this like you know I hear like I'm gonna knock you out LL Cool J in my head right (laughs) that kind of energy no I got the rap music going in the car it's I'm ready I'm aging myself right and um and then to get there and be like oh Mm -hmm. I can't do none of that because it's gonna make me look crazy at that point like right she looks like the, the, the vulnerable victim. I'm just like, oh my goodness. Like, I can't get this off. Like, I'm being honest. I'm like, yo, I cannot. I was distraught, ain't even the word. Still so, to this day, I'm like. That's not. And you, you went right where I was going. You're carrying it still. Oh, yeah. It never so, goes away. How do you, and is your your poetry a way to. <laughs> That's a release. Well, listen, unlike, I will say this. I'm not going to be disrespectful to others, but I have to keep it real. Um, keep it the book. I'm a, I'm a lot, I'm a lot better than a my counterpart because I, um, I was telling my girlfriend this too. Like, I don't live my life through the past that way anymore. Like, I'm grateful. Like, God is telling me, listen, do you see what, it, do you want to go back? Mm. No, God, you know what? I met them. I, like, I love them. Yo, um, thank you so much. Um, I, I'm glad I met you guys. Um, but I, I, I got to go. I, I'm, I understand. I tell a lot of adoptees this. 
more than likely you were adopted for a reason. For sure. Mm-hmm. It ain't even, you could talk to him. No one wants to say it out loud, but let's not be honest. If it was all, if it was, if it was that good, you would probably still be there. It wasn't. I'm so grateful my story went this way. I have and I'm happy testimony. every day. So when I wake up, yo, but your mom and your, yo, 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 listen, it's... I don't know what they're doing right now. Right. God bless them. But we're having a good time. We Over got a here. good life. <laughs> and we're going to smile. And because my mom is real big on this while I sit in the conference, we're not a victim. Mm. You don't live your life as a victim. And it's a decision. It's a decision to be it's happy. It's a decision. God it's has a blessed decision. you. Remember where you would, and my mom will tell me straight up, remember where you could be at if, if it didn't go that way. See, a lot of people want to talk about, oh, I wish I had my mom. I wish. No, no, no. Do you? you if, do you really? Do you? Because some, you, you know what? God, and sometimes. You don't want God to give you a play out real fast. Like, this would have yeah, happened if you would have. Right. And for those of us that know, because at this point, you know, <laughs> um, I know what it would have been had my birth mom kept me. My God. No, thanks. No, thank you. No, thank you. I'm, I'm I'm bless them, but I'm, I appreciate yeah. it. Thank you. Now, I always look at it like this too. I went back when it was time for me to go back. Right. As a full-grown adult, as a well-established human being, mm-hmm. someone that could handle whatever I found out. Because when you go do that, you don't know what's waiting for you on the other side. Right. And in my case, both cases, it was a good outcome. But I understand what it could have meant. So it's a decision mm-hmm. to be like, you know what? Thank you, God. And I'm going to be happy right here. Because happiness is a decision. Absolutely. Period. That's it. And, and that's, that's it. how I And I look, I, I love my adoptees, friends. I love the communities. I tell them all the time, though, but if, if you want me to be around in these groups and community, I live my life very happy. So if it's going to be one of the sad, I can't. That's We're not, not doing where it. I'm at. We're not doing I'm, it. I'm, yeah, yeah, I want, I, yeah. Everybody. I'm past that. I'm, I'm not saying that I'm super healed, but as far as, like you said, that happiness that I choose to live on, I take it very serious. Don't even right. call my phone before 12 o'clock with negativity. <laughs> No, it's a decision, and yes. I can your energy, and we're virtual. Your mm. energy is through the roof. Oh, thank you. Like you are so grateful, mm-hmm. and I can feel it just, just like this. Mm-hmm. And so, with your, I know you have an amazing adoptive family who you love, mm-hmm. and tell me in this moment. Ambition is what? I'm just... After everything you've been through. So I I will say disbelief. Disbelief. Mm, In the way, I can't... But I will say this. I say disbelief because I cannot believe it that I'm... I don't think people understand, like, if... If they put my life, if you put it on a piece of paper mm-hmm. and you tell somebody, 
what you think this person is going to become. They will tell you, oh, it's, yeah, it's not looking well. Yeah. Every day I, I, I can't believe, like, I can't believe it that I'm here this way, this happy, loving life. Look, it's problems. I'm not going to be like, oh, my job. It's problems, but compared to where I come from. Talk about it. I cannot believe it. Mm. I always, I tell, like, Mano said, I look in the sky. He says, I look into the sky and I tell God, I can't believe it. Mano is so right. Like, you just don't even know. Like, so I live my life through a disbelief vision. Like, I'm so grateful and happy. You guys can't even explain to me. Even if, like you said, like, I was talking to my nephew, right? He was talking about money, talking about issues. And I said, it don't even matter because to me, the amount of money I'm making now or whatever I'm at, I'm so grateful to be here that we can complain. Mm -hmm. We can complain. I'm eating different restaurants and uh, vacations in Miami and driving this car and just having fun. Right. When I was eight and 10. That's a whole different viewpoint. Trash bag from house to house. House to house, everything. Look at you. If you now. saw like the way you look, like you said, you looking at me, people couldn't even tell. Like, Mm-mm. and the the way my when I meet some of my family members, um, I meet some people that went through the same things and similar stories. My view of how I carry it and the view the way they carry it is totally different. And so I always have to just keep thanking God that I have the mindset that I have. I'm so grateful for it. Sure. So in closing, (laughs) give a word to the foster kids that might hear this. What would you say to them? I would say, I would say this. Because I'm going in this direction as I I get um, older. In the Bible, right, there's this guy named Gideon. I love this story. God, this angel comes to Gideon and says, what, babe? Why are you looking like that? My girlfriend, look at me. Um, angel comes to Gideon. Almighty man of valor. Gideon is looking like, who you talking about? Because if you're talking to me, I ain't strong. I'm the weakest in my clan. I'm the weakest. I, I'm the smallest. I don't know what you're talking about. You must be talking about somebody else. And I love this Bible story because this man, that ain't the angel came to him, told him what he was going to do. And the man was in disbelief because he didn't know his true power. An angel had to come to him and tell him. And so if I was a foster kid today, I would be here to tell you as that little angel, you have mm-hmm. no idea how much power you have inside of you. And you are going to do great things and live a great life if you choose to listen to what I'm saying. There is no way, and this goes for the entire community, that you would be adopted or in foster care or aged out and not be created to do something big and great and powerful. Why would you go through that just to sit on the log saying, oh, I'm so sad? No, 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 no. Your story made you powerful. They talk about the diamond, how you need to go through the crushing, how you need to go through that heat. Anything that needs to be great has to go through some type of struggle. So as far as I'm concerned, they're adopted. We didn't go through something. No, 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 no. We were put through something to make us who we're going to become. (laughs) They tell me all the time I was abandoned. 
I told my mom the other day, no, you got it confused. I was waiting for somebody to pick me up. I ain't adopted. Ah, I was waiting for somebody to choose me. We got the game messed up. And so when you start looking at your life like that, everything they say that's negative, you got to change it around. Because there's always two ways we could look at things. I was created to be right here, right now, talking to you about this exact story at this time. At this time. For such a time and you as were, this. Went through, you went through and you made this platform. So at this moment, we would be here. This ain't by accident. It's not. So I tell people all the time, nothing is by accident. But like you said... It is a decision on how you going to live it. Decision. And I got to live fun, fly, and, and free. <laughs> all that. All that. Listen, we, we can end right there. Because, oh, my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, I want to thank you so much for coming to be a guest. Thank you Thank so you for having me on. Much. I, I my man all child and Yes, we adopt all the yes. you had on. I said, oh, I got to reach you out got to, and get I'm on so there. I'm so glad you did. I'm so glad you did. So until next week, bye, family. You need a pie with the good? Oh, yeah, what's the one? Adoption.